Episode 308, November 23rd, 2017. <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And this week in Jeep is brought to you by the all-new XJTalk.com. Are you an owner of a real Cherokee? Well, the Jeep Cherokee is the third most owned Jeep in the world. So if you own an XJ and are looking for the world's most premier website for tech, how-tos, and more for your XJ, well, then head over to the all-new XJTalk.com for all the best info and, of course, never any flaming or trash talking. That's XJTalk.com. We'll see you there. Well, Jeep hands out three new sponsorships. It's a well-known fact that Jeep provides many sponsorships across a wide variety of industries and interests. It was this week, however, that Jeep released a big announcement in its world of sponsorships. Three World Surf League, or WSL, athletes were just named to be a part of the Jeep brand's global marketing efforts of its WSL partnership, supporting the 2017-2018 through 2018 surfing season. Jeep is the official and exclusive global automotive partner of the WSL Men's and Women's Championship Tour. Having the exclusive title means that the three athletes, Jordy Smith, Malia Manuel, and Tyler Wright, needed to embody the Jeep spirit with their tenacity and love of adventure. These three world-class athletes do just that. Over the next year, they will be acting as brand ambassadors, supporting the Jeep and WSL partnership for the 2017-18 competition season. The initiative will run across broadcast, print, digital, and social channels. Social posts across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram will follow the three World Surf League athletes' adventures in the water and on and off the road. This is shaping up to be an extensive marketing campaign as well, leading into next year's spring and summer buying seasons, which historically are the brand's strongest months. Now, I got a sneak peek in my research, Jeepers, for this story at some of the ad slogans they're trying to put out for next year. If the pictures that go along with any of them are any indication of what to expect, well, we are about to see a very aggressive shift to an off-road-centric advertising strategy for 2018. Well, there's been a new batch of spy photos leaked, and they're not of a Wrangler. It seems that we're just coming out of our refactory period of spy photos of the new 2018 Wrangler JL when, bam, more Jeep spy pics are leaked. But this time, we've got some new lines to gawk at in what appear to be a production tester of the 2019 Cherokee Trackhawk. The current Jeep Cherokee debuted for the 2014 model year, meaning it's about due for a refresh. When it was revealed, the controversial styling and front-wheel drive-based platform caused a stir and countless grimaced faces among the Jeep crowd. There was definitely a disturbance in the force, you might say. While there isn't much, a Jeep, isn't much Jeep that can do about the platform at this point, I mean, unfortunately, the Italian designers have done quite enough as it is, but it seems the automaker's design teams finally have a much more traditional refresh in the works. Spied in the usual camouflage, somewhat on the, somewhere on the roads of Pittsburgh, the refreshed Cherokee looks to be taking a lot of styling cues from the new Compass than a whole new redesign. Rather than splitting the front lighting like before, the driving lights, headlights, and turn signals are all in one integrated unit. The whole front fascia seems to be quite a bit more upright than before as well, though the grille is still canted backwards more than a Jeep grille should be, in my opinion. And the nose, well, the hood looks like to have grown several inches, making the front seem longer than ever before. In the, in the rear, the Cherokee gets a refreshed bumper and new taillights that feature clear lenses, again similar to the Compass. 
Reflectors move up, and the Trailhawk version exhaust looks like it moves further inward. The Telltale track, uh, Trailhawk red tow hooks are also seem to be in the same place, though, and not much else has changed there. Not much can be gleaned from this, these very first spy photos either. There's no word on when the Cherokee will go on sale, at least in this revision. But I would say we can expect some news as soon as the Detroit Auto Show uh, ends in January. Oh, and speaking of auto shows, there's a lot of people counting the days until the LA Auto Show when we've been promised the official no-holds-barred look at the new Wrangler platforms. Should be pretty cool. And of course, you'll want to make sure you're subscribed to the show for all the latest in Jeep news. Until then, Jeepers, well, big thanks to all of you out there who send me emails each and every week submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you have something you think we should be reporting on or get a response to any one of our stories, well, let us know. Send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Well, Josh, did you, was I hearing correctly? Were you saying Cherokee, not Grand Cherokee? I was yep. saying Cherokee, yeah. But I mean, not meaning Grand Cherokee. Not meaning Grand Cherokee. I that, do mean Cherokee. That looks like a Grand Cherokee to me. So here's the thing that I've, that I've, I kind of have picked up on sort of reading between the lines over the last several months as we've been talking about the 2018 model lineup and, and how Jeep is going to be. Uh, looking at some of its models here that are coming up to that five or six year refresh mark. And a lot of the theme seems to be with the SUV line to make it all look the same. Mm. <laughs> and so we're going to see the Compass, we're going to see the Grand Cherokee, and we're going to see the Cherokee all have very, very similar uh, stylings. And I'm thinking that it's even possible that the Grand Wagoneer may even follow suit with all of that uh, if the rumors are true. Uh, so it's looking like they're they're trying to say, okay, here's our Wrangler, here's everything else. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 kind of one of these. Uh, well, you know, it's this is this is uh, you know our lineup, and everything has looked the same except for the Wrangler, which is the one purpose-built vehicle, and all this other stuff. Well, it, it's all going to be sort of that uh, this is the other side of Jeep. Uh, is that, that's kind of what I get out of the whole thing. It's almost like they're coming up with uh, uh, various uh, packages, like you would you would see like in the Wrangler, the X or the Sahara or the whatever, but so they can have different price points. Like if you, if you want to spend this much money, you can get a Cherokee, which looks like a grand, but it only cost a, a few less grand than an actual grand Cherokee. And so I wonder if that's how they're positioning it. I, it. It seems strange to me, though, because that's one of the things about Jeep has always been a very standout, distinctive vehicle. And they really seem to be going with uh, the traditional uh, Reebok tennis shoe design, you know, where it looks like every other SUV crossover. Well, they've really been marketing the Renegade as as their little off-road you know, engine that could. And then you have the Cherokee, which has off-road heritage, and they try and keep it keep it there with their with their Trailhawk version of it. Um, but then you've got you get okay, well, I, I want off-road, but I want luxury as well. And so then you get that you get your compass and you get you get your Grand Cherokee and yeah. and you get your your Grand Wagoneer. Uh, and it's like, well, no, I don't want luxury at all anymore. I really just want off-road. Okay, we got the Wrangler here for you. Yeah. And so it's sort of that, you know, that move and from one kind of into the other, this ebb and flow in between needs and wants and stuff. And and uh, I think we're going to see in 2018 and 2019 moving forward more trim lines than ever before. Well, we certainly missed the mark on our disdain for the uh, the new Cherokee because we we just I tried. Asked, we just I tried. <laughs> we just absolutely hated it. So disappointed that it wasn't uh, an homage to the uh, the eighty three through two thousand one Cherokee. And in fact, when you started reading the story, I had to look at the pictures real quick because I was hoping they had come to their senses and now they had designed something that looked more like that Cherokee. 
Well, but I, no. okay. I, I will say this though: the new, uh, these new design cues, they did change the front end, and yes. they did give this Cherokee at least a little bit of a grill. The other one, it, it went straight from hood to bumper, and and there there really wasn't any much. There really wasn't much of a grill there. Now this one, at least, it has something there and so there might be okay i can kind of if i squint my eyes and i'm really drunk i could probably see a kind of (laughs) cherokee in in, in there but and it's it's, it's, yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i got vaseline in one eye yeah oh gee looking for love in all the wrong places there well that's really interesting and i gotta tell you when you said that jeep was uh uh, doing the uh the sponsorships this year i was i was hoping it was going to be an early christmas present that you had been holding back and letting, oh. and letting me know that they were going to be sponsoring our show. <laughs> <laughs> wishful thinking, wishful thinking. Oh, I, I'm sure if we can if we can get the show into the right hands, that might just be uh, something we can pull off after all. <laughs> hey, guys, don't uh, hit that fast forward button just yet. Coming up in just a few, Tammy's got a headlight experience all you JK owners will want to hear about. Trust me. And, oh, hey, guys, next week. Tammy with Burnt Customs, from foot pegs to custom inner fender liners, she's got some amazing gear you guys have got to see, and we're going to hear her story next week in episode 309. So, Tammy, you you got a middle name, right? Yes, I do. Would you mind sharing it with us? Lynn. Uh, we're going to be calling you Lynn next week while uh, Tammy okay. is uh, doing oh, the yeah, interview. Tammy and Tammy, <laughs> just, how's that going to go? <laughs> you could just call me Jeep Mama. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, She needs a tattoo with that on there. Actually, um, this one guy, he just keeps calling me mom on, on <laughs> oh, social media. No. So you, like, you pretty hey, much mom. just unofficially adopted another child is what I'm yeah, hearing here. Actually, he's probably like a, you know, a 40-year-old man. A man child, yes. I would, ask the best. Him, I would ask him if he has any Legos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, gotta, you might as well get something out of the whole deal. Well, hey, Jeepers, this week is Thanksgiving, so while you're taking time off to bask in the glory that is a turkey leg and pumpkin mm. pie coma, oh, shoot us an email or give us a call with suggestions of who you would like to see us interview. That's right. Maybe you're driving, just dying to hear us grill somebody from Goodyear or Warrior Products. Maybe you've always had a question for somebody from Genride or Metal Cloak. Well, either way, it's time to let us know who you would like to hear next on the Jeep Talk Show. We're sending out emails every week to industry professionals. It's time you email us at info at jeeptalkshow.com or give us a call at 530-675-4102 night or day and let us know who you would like to hear us interview next on the Jeep Talk Show. So you guys remember uh, Steve, 4.3 LXJ, a wealth of knowledge, been doing Jeeping uh, forever. I think he actually uh, was born, uh, came right out of the Jeep grill when he when he was little. Uh, and, uh, phantom right across the bottom. (laughs) And, uh, we have, uh, had a series of airing down and uh, we now have port part three or port three of, uh, Jeep tips with Steve airing down. This is Steve 4.3 LXJ with another Jeep tip. I'd like to continue our series on airing down. And uh, so far we've talked about the benefits and we've talked about how to measure your tire pressure correctly. Now I'd like to talk about how to get the air out of the tire. It used to be that uh, we just sort of took our ignition keys and uh, took the valve cap off and and used the key to punch the top of the valve core, and that would let air out. And it was pretty slow, but it worked. But uh, there's much better ways to do it now, and uh, it's also a lot easier. So uh, the first method, and it's the one that I use, right now is called the keychain tire deflator and what this is is four little 
screw-on uh, devices that look kind of like a valve cap, except there's a hole in the end of them. And you just screw them onto the uh, valve stem, and the air starts coming out. And they have some advantages. Uh, one is that they're relatively inexpensive. And at the time that I got them years ago, they were quite a bit cheaper than other types of deflating devices. But uh, times have changed. The other is, is there's four of them, and I only use two at a time. I sort of leapfrog my way around my vehicle with two of them. I start uh, the second one about uh, a minute after I start the first one. And I just keep going around and it only takes me about five minutes to air down my tires that way. Uh, the other is, since there's two extra, there's always somebody with me that says, say, that looks pretty handy. And you hand them two of them, and then they start airing down their tires. So there are advantages that way. Um, they come on a little ring. You can put them on your keychain if you want. Uh, I just put mine on my console and leave them there along the tire gauge. But simple and easy to use. The second type is the automatic tire deflator, and that's one that is uh, becoming more and more popular. They've also gotten a lot cheaper. Ston was the first ones that came out, and they were about 80 bucks for four of them. And now you can get them as cheap on Amazon, for instance, as uh, eight for $28. So I think I'm going to be picking some up for myself since they've gotten so cheap. But basically, you set these... Uh, at home, at the pressure that you want. That means you've got to have an air compressor to pump your tire back up and everything after you're done. But you uh, set them and make sure that you measure the correct tire pressure that you want from them with your tire gauge that we talked about last time. And then all you have to do is screw them on and just sort of forget about them. And when they're done, they're done. You have your set pressure. Disadvantage to those is that they're only one pressure, which might be why you need to get eight of them instead of only four, because if you use two different tire pressures for two different kinds of situations, you're going to want to use uh, a second set for that second pressure. The uh, other disadvantage is, is that you can't use them when you work on your Jeep very well. I use the first type, the keychain to uh, flatten the front tires on my Jeep because my Jeep's too tall for me. So I just put them on there when I pull in the shop and forget about it. I don't take them off until I'm ready to air back up. So uh, there's advantages to both. And in, in fact, the well-equipped Jeeper would probably have both types. There's a third type that is used, and this involves removing the valve core. And this is a little tool that air conditioner and mechanics use. Um, you can screw this thing onto a Schrader valve. You can actually remove the Schrader valve without losing it and then turn a valve and the air goes out quite rapidly. And you can do the reverse and put air in quite rapidly. There's no resistance from the valve core. And this can be handy. They're about 80 bucks a pop. And, uh, the uh, nice thing is, is that if you use this method instead of 
other methods to remove your valve core. You won't have your valve core being shot by 30 pounds of pressure off into some parallel dimension. And there you are with a flat tire and wanting to know if your buddies have any spare valve cores. And uh, they probably don't. So uh, if you're wanting to do that on large tires, say over 37 inches, uh, that can be a good method. And you can use that to air and down and back up uh, fairly rapidly. That's all for right now. We'll see you on the trail. Tammy, I want you to uh, jot this down. You need to get some additional valve cores to put in your uh, oh shit bag. Uh, so when you're in, uh, out on the trail and somebody says, hey, anybody got a valve core? You go, I do. Uh, I, I do. I know. <laughs> wow. That is a, just a wealth of information. And definitely, I mean, that's a really cool idea, but just being able to take the whole valve, uh, so I want to say stem, the whole valve core out of there. And now you got that huge opening or at least much, much larger opening to get air in and out of it. That's a, that's a cool idea. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm gonna have to get me some, uh, of course I, I still have the air compressor and tank and stuff I have to install. So I have my onboard air, but boy, I do need me some, uh, some tire deflators cause I'm going to get that Jeep ready to go back off road here really soon. Yeah. I love my quick deflator. It, uh, it does one at a time, but it, that's how it does it so fast is, is, uh, removes the Schrader valve and, and has a, you know, quick little bypass, uh, toggle there. So I can either blow, you know, blow right through that Schrader valve or, uh, um, or, you know, engage it to where I can see, you know, what kind of pressure is, is happening right now. But those, those quick deflators are, uh, are definitely a godsend. Great for that asshole that parks over the line. <laughs> <laughs> You need to get in and get out really quick. <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. And if you don't know what the 4x4 Radio Network is, well, you must have been living under a rock for the last, so I don't know, seven, eight years or something like that. Now, guys, the Jeep Talk Show is just one of the many proud members of the 4x4 Radio Network. What is the 4x4 Radio Network? It is your one-stop place for all off-road podcasts, guys. All the off-road podcasts on the web but well, we got them all in one spot under one nice big umbrella. It's called the 4x4 Radio Network. Just head to 4x4radionetwork.com. You can learn about the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, Trail Chasers podcast. We're there too, guys. We're adding shows all the time. Go check it out right now. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. So I know um, you guys have been following along with my headlight issues. Um, back in August of 2016, I installed my Oxbeam headlights. And then in January of this year, I had some issues with it. So I went ahead and purchased some new headlights from Justice Off-Road. Um, they're the Rogue LED headlights, um, version 2. Um, and in case you're watching video... I have them right here. They're still in the box, and I've had them for about, I don't know, what, a month now. And the reason I'm hesitating to install them is I still want to figure out what my problem is with my current headlights, um, just in case it's something with the Jeep itself. Um, so I installed the Oxbeam headlights in August of 2016, January I had this half-lit issue where one of the headlights would only illuminate like maybe a third of what it can illuminate. And so I reached out to everyone and I was told that it's probably 
an anti-flicker issue because they would also like flicker a lot. And it has to do with the TPIM. Yes. And with the Jeep and they just don't work well together, the Jeep and these new LED headlights. So I ordered some anti-flicker harnesses and I installed them and I thought everything was working good. And I actually took um, Josh's suggestion because it was my driver side headlight. So I moved the driver side headlight to the passenger side and then I installed these anti-flicker harnesses and everything everything seemed to be working. Um, but now the headlight has gone out again. It's only half lit. Every once in a while you can bang on the headlight with your hand and it will illuminate to the full power. Um, but now that just doesn't work anymore. So I thought, you know what, I better figure out what the problem is first before I put these new headlights in. So as I posted it again, somebody suggested that the Jeep is jiggling loose the harness from the plug and they use zip ties to keep them together. And I thought, okay, well, I'll try that. So I, this weekend I took my grill off and got in there and I zip tied the harness to the plug on both sides of the headlight and into the Jeep. And... Um, I had the headlight just sitting on top of the, the engine there and I turned them on and it worked. And I'm like, yay, that was the problem. It just wasn't plugged in tight enough. So then I turned off the lights because you can't really install the headlights with them on because you're blinded because they're so bright. So I shoved all the cables back in there and I got the, the bezel on and I'm like, you know what, I better try this one more time before I screw everything in. And then it didn't work. And I'm like, oh, darn it. So I took it out again and I jiggled everything around and it, it worked. So then I like carefully put it in and then it didn't work. So I just kept going back and forth and it, I don't know if it's the anti-harness cable or if it's this headlight cable, but something in the wiring is not working. But right now, I, as I carefully put it in, it's working. So... We will see. I'm going off-roading this weekend. We'll see if it jiggles it loose. Um, I don't know what the issue is. It's kind of like Tony's heating issue. I'm sure it's something <laughs> something simple. Um, somebody suggested, are your grounds hooked up right? But all I'm doing is plugging in to the current, um, to the, the stock plug. So I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. Tammy, did you notice uh, if the, because it kind of has these like, uh, the, it's not really a pin, it's kind of like a, a blade, it has like three blades, at least on the TJ, it has like three yep. blades, and when you plug it into the headlight harness, uh, I noticed with the the LEDs that I just bought for my wife's TJ, that it was, it went in there really, really easy, too easy, and I had a problem with it uh, going on and off, it, just by, you know, if you move it around. So I actually took the the blades and bent them out, so that it no. so it would be you know put some pressure inside there and hold it uh hold it you know the contact points would be right. would be together. So I'm thinking I'm wondering actually is you know you can I could have tie wrapped that like what you were talking about, but it still would have been loose internally and could have floated around right. inside there and 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 contacted and and not contacted. Uh, the other thing I'm thinking of, and I, I'm sure this isn't something you want to do, is you could actually bypass the plugs altogether 
and just wire the damn thing straight in there. I don't know if I'm ready for that. And then uh, then you would probably not have an issue at all. But, of course, then you'd be right. looking at having to cut and splice uh, anytime you were right. doing stuff in the future. Well, I know the, um, that my plug is really, really hard oh, good. to push in together. It's not – I mean, I have to, like, push it really hard to get it working. Um, and it doesn't go – connect all i i couldn't push it in so to where it connects all the way um mm. where there's so i don't know maybe that's it yeah maybe yeah you need I suppliers a, on that then or somebody with some uh, good upper body body strength right. to either yeah. fi- either get it in there or break it uh but it has to be plugged in all the way you don't want the you don't want water getting in there e- either so right so anyway we'll um i'm just gonna see after this weekend when i get back sunday i'm gonna take it apart again um and we'll see but it, it for now it's working so did i miss it did we did we get to see the new headlights i thought you had some uh, some show and tell here oh yeah i i showed it or did you beginning yeah these are the rogue um two rogue led headlights version two it looks like it's got a halo ring yes it does and it's not red tony yeah, well, you you know about the laws around there, and I hear they're pretty yeah. bad there in Maryland about the oh, yeah. uh, the different colors. I think it's yellow and uh, it's yellow and white is all that you can have uh, facing front in Texas. So, I, I I'm not quite sure, but I don't think you can have. I think it's just white here. Yeah, it could be. Um, so I don't know. I got to figure out my problem first before I add anything new. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a good idea. Oh, and it did stay with the headlight. The flickering stayed with the headlight, not uh, where it's wired in. Yes. Yep. Eh, very well could be a headlight issue then. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, coming up total, later in the show. Oh, go ahead, Josh. I was going to say total integrated power module. That's your TIPM. It's 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 a somewhat of a common issue. There's a rainbow of solutions out there. I don't think anybody really has a definitive solution on here. A lot of people are having um, success, I've read, with resetting their computer. Uh, and, and in some cases, that works, but not permanently. So, I, yeah, uh, this, is, this is one of those things to where it might just take a couple of years of, you know, you know a couple thousand people all doing different things before we finally figure <laughs> out the one thing that right. works. Infinite number know, of monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people that have LED issues with their Wranglers. I'm surprised somebody hadn't come out with a kit just to bypass that bull uh, hockey and uh, just do it directly to the you know the electrical system uh, the way God intended it to be instead of all this uh, cheap ass network stuff they're doing. Right. Yeah, way cool. And hey, if you guys are looking for a source of Jeep tech info, how tos, and gathering of fellow like-minded Jeepers, then you have to head over to our forum, JeepTalkForum.com. Once there, you can engage with other Jeepers, ask questions, get answers to your build questions. You can check out show and shine and off-road picks, read about events and modifications, and even find a selection of written transcripts from segments right here on the Jeep Talk Show. And if you're worried about how you're going to be treated, no, it's not like that, guys. There's no flaming, no making fun, and of course, no such thing as a stupid question. Whether you're brand new to the Jeep world or, well, let's say you've been around the trail a few times, well, there's nothing there for, well, there's, there's something there for everybody. There's something there for every Jeeper at JeepTalkForum.com. There's nothing there for you guys. Don't no, go. Don't, don't, don't even bother. Don't go You're not there. even going to find it. You'll just be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, we got some reviews just in time for Thanksgiving. It's great to hear, that, uh, hear from you guys. 
Yeah, this one came from iTunes. Great review, guys, as well. And, of course, we always love getting feedback and comments from you guys. If you'd like to leave a review, well, you can do that. Leave us a five-star review or at iTunes. Uh, even Facebook, you can leave us a review as well. And we love the comments. And we got one here this week from Fort Collins Kid. He gave us a five-star review. He says, hey, guys, you guys do such a great job. I don't have a Jeep yet, but it will hopefully be red, TJ, when I do. <laughs> what are your opinions on which lift is best for 35 37s on a TJ? Maybe with metal cloak fenders. Thanks so much. Well, Fort Collins kid, there that is uh, that is a big question. We could probably spend at least half a show just covering your options alone, let alone what our opinions are. Um, so maybe we'll have to save that one for a uh, for another episode. But really quick, roundtable guys, uh, we want to throw a couple brands at them really quick. Tony, what do you what do you want to point them in? Which direction you want to point? I them know in? it's not the popular answer, but I put a four inch rough country lift on my wife's uh, red TJ, and it has been superb. She does not take you off road. It is, but it is a very, it was a very easy kit to put on. It was relatively inexpensive, and uh, she loves it. I was afraid that it was going to make it too rough or something with her, and she loves being able to see everywhere now because it's so high up on thirty threes. And uh, you know, you can do a few other things to get the uh, the thirty sevens on there, but it's going to be expensive and it's going to be a lot of mechanical work before mm -hmm. you can do that. Yeah, yeah, Tammy, real quick, uh, you got a you got a, a name to throw at this guy. I personally, as for the TJ, I'm not really sure, but I love my metal cloak lift on my Wrangler. How much was yeah, that, Tammy? It was like uh, 1500 or something? Um, well, with the tires and the lift all together, it was like about 4000 Yeah, see, I think the uh, I, I, spent, I spent like two grand on tires and uh, lift uh, for the TJ, if that much. So uh, it all depends on how much you want to spend. How many Legos you can sell? Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Got to keep a got to keep a few uh, laying around as the uh, the burglar the uh, uh, burglar system. You just have to make sure the you put up a sign: all burglars take your shoes off before entering this uh, premise. <laughs> exactly. Hey, and we'd like to take a moment to thank all of our podcast addicts users out there. Oh, and a big announcement, Jeepers. We've officially been invited to join Spotify. It's going to be a couple of weeks before you'll be able to find us in the listings, but this is big news for us, and we thought you guys would like to know and help us spread the word. Yeah, really, uh, really excited about the Spotify uh, connection. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys know it or not, but uh, you guys know about Narc Narconon, right? The uh, the group that helps people that uh, to get off the drugs, get off the, the alcohol and all the rest of that stuff. Podcast Addicts uh, application has been banned from all their meetings. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I know. It's I, addiction. They have addictions and they don't <laughs> want to be addicted to the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You'll, you'll laugh tonight as you're going to sleep. Right. Oh, I get it. But that's, I'm like that with all jokes. It must be a blonde thing. Uh, oh, okay. So you are going to be reading something for the, the tech I, I, talk, right? we, so here's the thing we can, we can skip the intro and I can just, you know, read this or we can, you know, throw the intro in there so people can, Oh, Hey, this is the, the time we normally do the tech talk thing. And Oh, they're not doing it. I don't know. What, what do you think? That's fine. I'd, I'd rather pl uh, play I'd rather the intro. Yeah. yeah, I like playing the intros. Okay. And uh, cool. I just want to make sure that uh, that I wasn't just playing it and we won't have anything. So let me find that. Okay, here it is. You got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? 
we have answers. Oh, that's good. I just, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Hey, Jeepers, we've been throwing a lot of tech over you the last couple months. And, well, frankly, I think I need to take a week off. <laughs> that's right. There's no official Tech Talk segment tonight, boys and girls. I mean, it's Thanksgiving after all, and I have turkey to eat and cranberry sauce to do something with. But next week, hey, we'll be back with enough tech talk to make your spark plug short and your cam lobe score. In the meantime, I want to hear from you. We've got a long weekend ahead of us, Jeepers, and that means more time for football and turning wrenches. So as you get ready to tackle that next mod, repair, or session of window shopping, well, be sure to drop me a line with your question about tech or advice on gear, whatever. Send those emails to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Be sure to put in the subject line tech talk. I'll answer your question directly, and I may even select your question to air here on the show. If I do, you'll get absolutely nothing. <laughs> Speaking of a long weekend and turning wrenches, are you going to be uh, telling us uh, that you did some head work on the next uh, episode? And you know, before I, I you answer a... that, we'll talk about that coming up in uh, the Campfire Side Chat. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? It's like a professional thing. <laughs> Jeep Talk Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners. It's Tim from Torrance. Hey, Jeepers. This is uh, Rob from Turner, Texas. Hey, guys. It's Cody with TrailChasers.net with another grand adventure. Hey, guys. This is Cody from Indiana. Hello, Jeep Talk Show crew. This is FJ Rick. Hi, guys. This is Joe. If a turtle doesn't have a shell, is he naked or homeless? Hey, guys. This is Ron out in Arizona. Hey, what's up? Jeep Talk Show. This is Jake from Oregon Trail Off-Road. Hi, this is Jake from California, and I'm sitting here eating pork rinds for breakfast. Hey, this is uh, PAG Freak. Hey, Tony, Josh, Danny, it's actually Jake Collin. This is John, pre-runner in and on today's Radio Contact segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, an anal probe restraint system. No! No. <laughs> no. That's not right. <laughs> we love our listeners. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so at the beep, leave your message. Hey, y'all. My name's Rob. I got me a 90 YJ. And the gas gauge ain't never worked in this here thing. Well, all of a sudden, two days ago, the gas gauge started working. <laughs> is that something that happens often? I don't even know why it wasn't working, but now it is. I'm just curious. Thank y'all. Bye. <laughs> that is, those intermittent electrical problems are always a lot of fun. Uh, and especially when it's something like a gauge that's involved and something that you uh, that you are reading regularly and, you, you know, you're staring at every time you get in the Jeep and, and all that stuff. Well, the, the sending units in, in the Jeep gas tanks basically work on, on a float and an arm, much like you see in the back of your toilet, not yeah, too dissimilar, yeah. trust me, um, except on the end of that arm is is basically a, a switch, more or less. And inside that switch is is basically a, a series of resistors and whatnot. And as that arm moves up and down, it makes contact on a plate. And that plate sends electrical signal back through, you know, the vehicle's wiring and up to the dash. And, and it, you know, the gauge uh, on your dash cluster interprets that signal and, and tells you whether or not the tank is full, half, or you're, you know, you're pushing. 
so in this case, um, it, it, those things wear out. There's the contacts on that plate wear out over time. They varnish over, you know, with cheap gas. Um, uh, they, they, it is an electrical part that after, you know, several hundred thousand miles will eventually wear out. And they are dependent on signal, electrical signal as well. And you guys all know that Jeeps are notorious for requiring amazing electrical contacts. And the slightest little difference in electrical contact, and, well, you could have some serious problems. And the YJs are no exception. Obviously, they're, they're, every vehicle has its own quirks and whatnot. And the YJ gas tank was definitely one of those things that, that was pretty common on all of them. And, uh, and there, are some, there are some tricks out there. That you, can, you can actually rebuild and refresh those sending units out there. Um, they're really easy to replace, uh, to, you know, to get in and, and drop that tank. It's two straps. Uh, that tank will come down. You can get enough room to, and in some cases, you can even get it, uh, get to it without dropping the tank. Um, but those sending units come right out uh, for the YJ. They're less than 100 bucks. I mean, I think you can get even uh, re- rebuild parts for under 40 uh, on that. But as to why they stop working in the, in the beginning, it's all because of electrical contact or, or basically that electrical signal not getting to the places that it that it needs to. I guarantee you it's not the gauge itself. It's not typically it's not the wiring either unless there's been a lot of hacking involved and and uh, a lot of, you know, people trying to repair things or, you know, bypass things or whatnot. And who knows how many owners this vehicle has had or what kind of wiring it's had to go through, but uh but the repair for it is generally just a replacement of the sending unit. Um, it's not, I mean, if you can change your oil, then you can do this kind of a job as well. It's not very hard. Uh, I will say this one thing, stay away from the Airtex brand of, of sending units. Uh, they just have a bad reputation. They are on the cheaper end of things. Uh, but, uh, but they just have a bad reputation as far as not being very reliable, uh, or, or not working for a very long period of time. So a uh, heads up on that, but, uh, uh, yeah, good luck on on fixing that YJ gas tank. Uh, and hey, if it's working now, uh, if it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just hopefully it's uh, it's working accurately and and it's not telling you you have a full tank when you really only have a quarter. So I'll I'll take a different tact on this. Um, if you're not getting the uh, the reading on your gauge about how much fuel is in the tank, look at it as good news. You're driving a Jeep and you you don't want that depression that uh, goes on. Uh-huh. <laughs> It goes along with seeing how fast the gas goes away. <laughs> or false optimism. Hey, I've always got a full tank in my Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put a put a volume control in there and adjust it however however much gas you wanna that you wanna have. That would be nice if you could actually it was, control it that way. It was funny today uh, or last night I ran out of or my low gas light came on um before I got home and I asked my husband, Would you please go get me some gas? My light just went on. <laughs> And he's like, you, you still have two gallons. That's 26 miles to the gallon. So you have, you know, 50 some miles. And I just looked at him. I'm like, hello, it's a Jeep. I do not get 26 (laughs) miles per gallon. What are you thinking? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no. Uh, And I I think it's probably still true. A lot of the cooling for the, uh, the fuel system, the fuel pump is uh, done by the, the gasoline in the tank. So if you let your tank get down to like a quarter uh, or even an eighth of a tank, you can be heating up that uh, that pump assembly and co- causing it uh, its life to be shorter. So oh yeah, no, I've I've heard from from several master Jeep mechanics that it's a good idea never to let your Jeep go down below a quarter tank. Um, and even then, really? uh, some some yeah. yeah, some like to say they keep it around a half a tank uh, or more. So 
Uh, just you know, a little bit of word adv- word of advice out there, word of the wise. Uh, you know, and, and it's also one of those things to where if there's ever you know an emergency, the, you know, the s hits the fan or whatever. Uh, well, you're a little more prepared. You're not always sitting on e or or always you know um, you know 15 miles away from an empty tank. So uh, you know, there's a lot of pros to it. I'm just lazy. <laughs> I think a lot of us are, honestly. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. How come we're not hearing gobble, 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 gobble? We hear it all year long. Now that it's Thanksgiving, we, we hardly hear it. Uh, do you pay by the gobble? And is the budget <laughs> running short? Is that why we don't hear judicial gobble, 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 gobble? And I know you're expecting something funny, but sometimes Nick just has to be mature. Nut strips. Oh right, yeah, guys, you have a good real one. mature, Nikki G. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, uh, I don't know who does the cooking over there, uh, but I bet you it's Wendy. Uh, Nikki G, thank you so much for calling in all year long, and I hope uh, you and your family have a great Thanksgiving. You must have needed this every day. It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. Yeah, every so often we go ahead and, uh, well, pull one out of the bag, if you will. And, uh, well, <laughs> pick an item the out smell. Of, well, <laughs> we pick an item that's just, well, one of those things that you pretty much got to have. This is, well, in our opinion, some things that will make your Jeeping life a lot easier or Make your Jeep a lot cooler. Well, get your get you off the trail a little bit easier as well. Well, this is one that uh, that I've been looking at. Well, I've been talking about this company for for many years. Petzl. They've been a major player in the LED adventure lighting business for many many years. From wilderness hiking to finding that contact lens on the back patio at night. Yeah, Petzl has been your personal lighting solution. To, they've got a personal lighting solution to fit any need. Now, I've been partial to their headlamps myself for for many years. Uh, virtually no other manufacturer has figured out the lens emitter and reflector quite like Petzl has. Now, their Tika headlamp is one that I think should be in the glove box or center console of every Jeeper out there. Here's why, guys. The Tika headlamp couldn't be easier to use. It's got a single on and off button controlling multiple functions. It's got a wide, uniform, bright white light main beam and has a companion red beam that goes along with it. Uh, well, for nocturnal stealth mode at night, it saves your natural night vision and, well, it won't blind the person next to you in the in the passenger seat. And just in case there were too many beers that were had the night before uh, and you're trying to tackle on that late night brake line change, well, the Spetzel Ticka headlamp has a, fo- a phosphorescent reflector guard that allows the unit to be located in the darkest conditions when it's off. Bottom line. For less than 40 bucks on Amazon, you get one of the brightest, most durable and rugged multifunction headband lamps on the market. Let me close by asking you just one question. The last time that you needed to do a repair or a fix, uh, some sort of a swap of a part in the dark, where you had to hold that flashlight with your mouth, how'd that taste? You know, it's funny. I could have used that this weekend in my garage because it was kind of dark and... Where I had my lights set up, I kept always my shadow would get in the way. Yeah. So I've got a couple of I've got I've got one of these in the Jeep. I've got one in my toolbox uh, on the on the workbench. I I love these headlamps. Now there there are times where where just only a regular flashlight will do. Uh, but then there's those times where you don't have the hands for a regular flashlight. You can't hold it in the crook of your pit. Right. Put my mouth here. You don't know where the handle has been. Uh, and it's, this is really just the better solution. It, it puts light where your head is, um, where you're pointing your head at, what you're looking at. 
and that's where we where you really need it. And and this is one company that uh, that will make a light that is as rugged as your Jeep is. And uh, what's the deal with these people and the names? Petzl. Yeah, this is a Petzl. P E T. Yeah, I know this is this is like the uh, this is like the IKEA of headlining yeah. uh, headlighting. Now, now I think I I can't remember if they're Swedish or or what. Petzl. P E T Z L is the name of the company and the model of the light that I'm talking about specifically is Tika T I K K A. Uh, and uh, they they look cool and trust me they perform amazing. Um, you know, we have, uh, you guys don't know, we work from, uh, from show notes and, um, Josh has a picture of this, uh, Tika, uh, in the show notes. And, and right when he started, I'm looking at this picture and I'm going, why are we going to talk about a dog anti-barking collar? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, it I does can look totally like see where you where you came from. Yeah. <laughs> it looks very similar to one of those no bark collars. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Like, what does this got to do with? <laughs> oh, I know. Keeps the co-pilot quiet. Poor, yeah. poor puppy. Yeah. But uh, like Josh said, available at Amazon, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon before you purchase. And we'll get a couple of cents, a couple of percentage points uh, from that purchase. And it won't cost you anything different. Upper 30s for Thanksgiving Day here I in can't Southeast it's Texas. Getting that cold down there. That that's Pacific Northwest type of weather. What what are you guys <laughs> doing with our weather down there? What's what's going on here? Yeah, we stole it, man. <laughs> <laughs> we made a deal with the uh, the tree hugger de- devil, and uh, they're helping us out this year. <laughs> well, thankfully, it's going to be a little bit warmer up here for me. Pretty mild uh, week temperature-wise uh, as far as you know, nor- things normally go up here in the Northwest uh, for, for Thanksgiving. It, we're going to be in the, uh, I think, in the 50s, um, thereabouts, um, and not too much rain. It won't be sideways rain, so you know, can't, can't really complain <laughs> about that. But I'm going to be smoking a turkey this year for the first time. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I uh, uh, got a smoker a number of years back, and 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 over the years, I actually for several years, I didn't even break it out of the box. Um, but uh, but been using it a lot over the last couple of years, and uh, smoked some chicken a couple few times this year. Oh, but and it was good. I, I I don't know if I can eat chicken the same way ever again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the the, ch- the chicken that's been coming out of my smoker has been phenomenal. And it's just like what you get at the stores or the restaurant, it, it just doesn't hold a candle. What comes out of my oven normally isn't even this good. And I consider myself a pretty good cook. So uh, what, I'm, what I'm planning on doing this year, I'm going to be brining. I'm, as, actually, as, as, as soon as we um, get done recording this uh, uh, this episode, we're, we're not recording this on Thanksgiving. It's no, no, obviously, it's uh, Thanksgiving. It's today's, uh, sure. today's Thanksgiving you know, day. As far as you guys are concerned, <laughs> I've brined and smoked my turkey already. How was it? <laughs> It's delicious, <laughs> of course. <laughs> hey, curious, how long do you have to, uh, for the chicken, uh, how long do you have to cook it in the smoker? Is it like hours? Uh, there's there's some guides. It depends on whether or not it's bone in or, you know, if you're just smoking a breast, mm-hmm. it's boneless or something like that. It depends on, on how much brine you got, how much meat mass you got in there. And, Holy crap. And, but That's it's, like it's usually about, it's usually about six or seven hours, you oh, know, give or take. Oh my goodness. No so wonder it's so these, good. Yeah, it'll be one of these things where I'll, I'll start it at about you know nine or ten o'clock in the morning. Uh, go out there and, and and start you know getting the uh, getting the wood fired up and all that, and uh, and get that thing in there so it can it can have plenty of time to smoke. So how, how do you uh, handle? And worst, I'm sorry. Worst case you, scenario. How do you handle ahead. keeping the 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 heating the same throughout the day? Do you just have to check it a bunch of times or? Yeah, that's just it. Is is and 
it's one of these things where um, I'm going to be starting it high, so you get a little bit of a sear mm-hmm. on the outside of it. So I'll throw it in the smoker on you know like high 300s in there, and then I'll immediately drop the heat after the first you know 20 30 minutes or something like that, uh, and, and and just drop that heat into the the, the sub 200s. And then just let it smoke for hour after hour after hour. Now I'll go in there after the first couple of hours and uh, start refreshing the uh, refreshing the wood chips. There you go. And uh, and and start the basting process and stuff as well. So, so you just have to add wood chips to it, and you you kind of get a feel for how, how often you have to do that. I guess based on the size of the wood chips and uh, I guess the temperature outside and blah 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 blah. Uh, exactly. That's a, that's yeah, a, a lot thing. Of factors. Yeah, that's the thing that gets me. I'd love to be able to fix briskets uh, in the uh, in the the cooker that we have because it's got a little I'm, side smoke box. But oh, boy, the, the math involved and uh, yeah, you know the experience a 13, that you need. Fourteen hour smoke right there. That's yeah. that, that's next level. See, I'm not even quite ready to 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 uh, to tackle that quite yet. I'll I'll probably do a brisket um, next summer, and uh, that way I, I think I've got enough seat time under my belt to where I can I can uh, I do that and. And not screw things up too bad. <laughs> so, so what kind of smoke ring do you get in those chickens? How how deep? Uh, maybe a quarter inch. Wow. I mean, you know, a nice, nice, yeah. you know, good penetration in there. Uh, I mean, I had some some bratwurst over the summer that was like candy out of the smoker. It was just ridiculous, but. Enough of the food talk. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's in the food coma anyway. Yeah. I know. It's like, we've already eaten so much food. I don't want to hear anything more <laughs> about food. I just cannot do smoked any kind of meat because <gasps> I, I i know i heard I, I think i told you guys this before when i um went through hurricane hugo we lost electricity and i was out on my balcony and i could see the guys across the courtyard and the other balcony and they were like cooking a bunch of their stuff so i like pulled all this meat out of my freezer that i had and i ran it over to him and i'm like oh could you cook this for me and they had been drinking a few beers and <laughs> sure, baby. <laughs> yeah. So when they brought it back over, it was like pork chops and chicken, and I forget what else. And it was like brisket or um, charcoal briquettes. So, and I was hungry, so you know I'm eating this dried out briquette. Oh, they didn't do it right then. It, no, it, they the, well they had too many beers under their belt. <laughs> they should have been pouring beer on that basting yeah. the beer. <laughs> so I'll be drinking wine. Thank you. Red wine, I hope. Well, it depends oh, yes. on what he's fixing. Oh, well, turkey would be white wine. No, I don't it? I'm not a big I'm not a big white wine drinker, uh to tell you the truth. No, I, I'm I'm a equal opportunity um alcohol enjoyer. I right. I don't drink all that often, but uh I, I I love pairing a good wine with food. Um I, I do enjoy uh the craft beers out here in the northwest, uh, nothing else like it. Uh and there's there's time and place for spirits too, and I and I, I do love a little whiskey or uh um single malt scotch every now and again and I, I yeah. Well, not a not not an alcohol drinker, but I I do enjoy enjoy the craft cheeses. Uh, so. Oh, <laughs> fromage friendly over here. Yeah, I love me some cheese. <laughs> love me some cheese. So, Tammy, you're uh, you're not going to be sitting on your laurels or uh, turkey uh, uh, leftovers this weekend. Uh, no, I'm actually. Well, I'll be watching football all day Thursday, or today, or I did watch football today. Anyway, <laughs> oops. Uh, we need to put a sticker on everybody's monitor. It's Thanksgiving. I know. <laughs> um, no, Saturday, I'm heading up to Roush Creek to do a little, um, what is it, 
they're wheeling. What's Saturday? What's Saturday? Then the shopping. Anyway, there's a Black Friday wheeling going on Friday. So I think uh, Saturday is like Recovery Saturday, is what they're yeah. calling it. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully it won't be a Recovery Saturday for me. I'll, oh I'll yeah. Wheeling. Yeah. I'll be wheeling at Roush Creek, um, doing some blue trails, and actually, um, so I emailed um, Nate or messaged Nate, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to be at Roush Creek on Saturday. Are you, you know, maybe you can join me." And I'm doing the guided tour, and he guides for Offroad Consulting, which is who I'm doing this with, sometimes at AOAA. And actually, ironically, he's going to be guiding um, one of the groups at Roush Creek. So he may be my trail guide this weekend. I don't know, but he said he he might do the green trails, and I'm doing blue trails. So um, anyway, I'll, I'll be seeing Nate this weekend, and... Some other folks on social media are going to be up there that I, you know, know. So lots of lots of hookups and selfies and good times. Let's get us some uh, pictures. We'd like to share the share yeah. the pictures with our folks on social media. Yep. Um, so uh, I don't know if you guys recall or not, but uh, my uh, power booster went out a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I went a whole week. Uh, I actually had it, just didn't install it for a week. Was driving the TJ back and forth to uh, to work. And uh, finally installed the uh, the brake booster. It was uh, it was pretty easy to do. Never done one before. And uh, after about uh, two, maybe three weeks of driving the Jeep back and forth to work, my uh, my '98 uh, Cherokee, uh, the pedal would kind of be weird. The brake pedal would kind of be weird when I would come oh. to a stop. Usually after I uh, I'd got exited the freeway and was uh, in the final two or three miles to the house, and. Um, I got to got to work uh, yesterday, and and the pedal was was way low, stopping just fine. You could tell the power brake uh, power booster was working, mm-hmm. but uh, the pedal was way low. So uh, when I left to uh, when I was leaving uh, work yesterday, I uh, jumped in the jeep and I thought, well, let me try starting her up and pumping the brakes and see if I can get more pedal out of it. And uh, no, the brake light came on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I uh, I went wait a minute what's going on here and I uh, I drove it down uh, out of the parking garage and then pulled up uh, popped the hood and uh, couldn't tell how how much uh, brake fluid I had in the reservoir so I oh, stuck my finger in there and I couldn't get it wet <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't have any brake fluid that was uh, there's an inappropriate joke in there somewhere I'm just yeah not I was it. just waiting for someone to. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I drove it home, uh, worked just fine, even without any brake fluid and, Amazing. Uh, uh, filled it up and that's Jeep for you. Yeah. <laughs> filled, filled it up and, uh, bled all the brakes, uh, bled all, bled all, uh, all four corners and had pedal. So I drove it to, uh, drove it to work the next day and, uh, I'm, uh, you know, it's fine. It seems like it's not quite right though. Not quite as stiff as it should be. I might need I'll, to. Uh, I'll take a pause the, there for you, John. <laughs> no, I'm just for any jokes you want to make. Anyway, right. uh, and uh, so anyway, I uh, I went uh, went out there uh, uh, after uh, a hard day at, uh, at work, and I looked around the concrete to see if there was any any telltale signs of a leaking uh, something or another. Nothing. And I I, huh. I looked at the the wheels, uh, the tires rather, and on the uh, the inside of the driver's rear. It looked the whole tire looked shiny. Uh oh. And then I decided I went. Oh wait a minute! I can look up in the wheel well and see if there is a any sign of uh, brake fluid. Nice big black stripe. So Uh-oh. so it looks like I got a a, a cylinder uh, leaking, 
and that's what was causing the uh, the the brake fluid to to slowly move off. Now I think that I don't think that that it was leaking that bad, but after uh, pumping up the brakes and everything that we did the day before, it probably made that cylinder leak mm. a, leak a little worse because I kept trying yeah. to find leaks and I couldn't find it. So I went over to Amazon.com and ordered a hundred and thirty dollars worth of uh, brake stuff uh, for the drums. So I'm getting the uh, the drums, the brake pads. Um, are they called brake pads? I can't remember when it's when shoes. it's drums. Shoes, yeah. The the shoes, uh, a whole nother kit uh, with all the springs and the clips and everything for like I think that was like seventeen bucks. Uh, and uh, the two wheel cylinders. Uh, so I'll be doing a rear brake job on the uh, the ninety eight. So it's to come in Friday because I got Amazon Prime two day shipping. So uh, I'll be taking care of uh, the rear brakes and. You know, I've had this thing. It's a 1998 Cherokee, and I've had this thing since it was new. You have any idea how many rear brake jobs this this Cherokee has had? And and keep in one. mind, it's got like 230 thousand miles on it. Holy cow! Oh, at least at least one by now. Uh, yes. Uh, one was done about ten years ago. Dang! Holy cow! <laughs> so That's you know, people good. bitch and complain about Jeeps. And how they're always braking and so on and so forth. The power steering, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, power brake booster just went out, you know, a few weeks ago. So that was 230,000 miles before that failed. Uh, and uh, the the I've never had a cylinder uh, fail. And in fact, this isn't a factory cylinder that's in there. That's a replacement cylinder. Well, I'm going. not sure. That actually could be because I don't normally replace the cylinders, even though I had the rear brakes done because I didn't want to mess with it. Uh, that may, that may really may be the factory cylinder that's in there. And the strange thing is, is that my wife's TJ, uh, her cylinder went out, uh, same thing passenger, I'm sorry, driver's side, driver's side rear, of course. And, uh, I don't know what it is. I've never had a, a cylinder leak like that. And now I've had, uh, had it done, had it happen twice on two different Jeeps. So do you got, uh, do you have the, uh, the, the brake tool, the, the, you know, the, uh, the specialty tools that really make the job a lot easier or, uh, I have one gonna... that's like a big pair of pliers type thing and it has, uh, the, for the has spring, the, right? Yeah. It has the spring thing, the little clampy thing on the end, but I don't like yes. it. It's, it's, it's very hard to, to manipulate. So on this order, there's one of those little screwdriver looking things that are just for the spring clips. So oh. I, I added that to my order. Cause I think that'll be easier to get those little, uh, those little clips on the, uh, the nail looking thing, you know, to yeah. press the string, the spring in. Now, is that, that's just the, the it's, it looks like a screwdriver handle yes. and, and almost like a little plunger end kind of a little Ex- cupped end. Exactly. Kind of. yeah, 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 yeah. That's really the most difficult thing about doing it. Uh, and uh, again, you need a smartphone uh, to take a picture uh, or just do one side yep. at a time. but if you take a picture of it you don't have to uh, mentally flip the image in your head when you're comparing well if it's on this side i need to put it on the other side on the you know so that's uh, a good idea yeah the uh, you are doing both sides right tony oh absolutely yeah i mean because if one cylinder fails then the other one is is likely to fail as well yeah yeah just uh advice out there people uh, typically if you're doing a a brake job of any kind uh it's always best to do both sides yes it really is and so I'll be doing that this weekend. And uh, but you know the Jeep got me back and forth to work uh, all these days. And uh, like one, a trooper, one day without any brake fluid, at least none in yeah, the uh, in the reservoir. Yeah. That is something else. All right. Well, I don't think we have a lot to talk about in Wheeling Wear, but uh, let's uh, let's see. Maybe uh, Josh has something he's going to pull out. 
Something not a whole good. lot, guys. Really, uh, there's there's not a lot as far as events goes. The show season is pretty much over. SEMA has come and gone. The, the show season is, is basically done with. Uh, we're All we're left with now is some club events, some local food drives, and, and other charitable events to help those who are less fortunate. And, well, we want to hear about all of them. So if you guys would like to get the word out about your church's coat drive or perhaps the grocery store you're working at has a food drive going on or or maybe the, the, the local off-road club is doing something nice. Well, no matter what it is, be sure to let us know so we can help get the word out. There's a lot of Jeepers out there in the sound of our voice that just love to help out other people. And they're in a position to do so. So don't be shy. Let us know how we can help out. Let us know so we can get the word out. Let the whole world know. And who knows? might just make all the difference in the world. Send us an email with all the details to info at jeeptalkshow.com or say in your own words and call 530-675-4102 night or day. You're on uh, night duty this week, Tammy, to answer the phone. Um, oh, okay, thank you. So, you know, there's there's Christmas is coming up. Uh, I think I can legitimately talk about Christmas now that uh, you no, know, no, now Thanksgiving. There, there are 12 <laughs> days of Christmas and none of them are in November. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> Just saying. But, but I do want to mention that if you have some sort of event, Toys for Tots or anything that deals with kids and uh, less fortunate kids, uh, now is the time to let us know about those events because we can uh, get it out there. Not everybody listens to the, the, the talk show when it's released. Now, I know some of you do. Some of you got to got to have it and are sending me messages. Where, where is it? Where is it? Uh, but uh, there's, there's people that don't. So get it to us. Get the information to us sooner then later it would be great if it was at least a couple of weeks uh, ahead of the event oh yeah at least a couple of weeks that'd be great well hey jeepers do you know of an off-road event coming up maybe you uh, have something in your club that you need to talk about well shoot us an email with some details have you been to a jeep event recently let us know what you thought, what you saw. Call our 24-7 voicemail line at 530-675-4102. Leave a message night or day. We'd love to hear from you. And perhaps you haven't heard of it yet, but we're doing a survey. It's uh, really easy to do. Just uh, go over and take the survey, like on your uh, smartphone or your PC or your Mac or whatever. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey. And mail those blood and stool samples to... No, I'm kidding. Oh, we love hearing from our <laughs> listeners, guys. We're, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Tumblr. We're on Twitter. <laughs> we are all over the web. And, uh, well, just go to your favorite social media site and search for Jeep Talk Show. You will find us. Hey, join us on the Jeep Talk Forum. Picture stories, more detail, how-to, or ask questions of the host. That's jeeptalkforum.com. Hey, folks, and you can call us anytime and leave us a voicemail at 530-675-4102. And you may even hear it on the show. That's right, guys. 24-7 voicemail line. Nobody will ever answer that that phone, so uh, feel free to call 3 o'clock in the morning and three sheets to the wind. <laughs> and don't forget, guys, we have a free application for your phone or your tablet. Just go to the Apple Store or Google Play and search for Jeep Talk Show. Hey, folks, when you're making your purchase online or at Amazon, be sure to go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon first. And don't forget, Jeepers, we want to hear your suggestions for guest interviews here on the show. Drop us a line and let us know who you would like to hear on the next Jeep Talk Show interview. Hey, folks, and in your spare time, head over to my blog and follow me on my Jeep journey and see all the exciting things that I'm doing with my Jeep. That's at www.jeepmama.com. 
And if you're looking for a voice for your product or your business, check out my professional voiceover services at thevoiceofjosh.com. You can reach me directly, josh at thevoiceofjosh.com. That's it for this week, guys. Until next week, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Friend us on Facebook. Circle us like vultures on Google+. And above all else, be sure to tell a friend about the Jeep Talk Show. No matter where you're wheeling, make sure you be packing in. Make sure you pack it out. Listen to our outdoor recreation and wheeling spots. And as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived, remember to always tread lightly. Yay. Warning, the Jeep Talk Show is intended for entertainment purposes only. Use as directed. In relation to actual information, real Jeeps or persons living or dead are purely coincidental. The Jeep Talk Show is not responsible for lost or stolen items, and some assembly is required. For a full list of restrictions and contest rules, see store for details. Batteries not included. The Jeep Talk Show is for external use only. Contents under pressure. Side effects may include vertigo, uncontrollable <laughs> laughter, or greasy discharge, and false kung fu powers. The Jeep Talk Show and its contents are known to cause cancer in the state of California. It is probably not a federal law to use this product in a manner inconsistent with its labeling. The Jeep Talk Show may be a choking hazard. Keep out of reach of small children. All safety precautions must be observed when using the Jeep Talk Show. If you feel you've reached this recording in error, please hang up and try your call again. <laughs> I forgot all about that one. I know, that was good. I love it. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day, everybody. <laughs> Casting since 2010.